Today on the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast, we are discussing Loki, episode five, Journey into Mystery. All that and more said we have no control over. Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. My name is Matthew Carroll. And I'm Jeff Randall. And in our third chair, our producer, Ashley Coffin. How you doing, Ash? Hugs all around, everybody. Hugs all Hug, around. Hugs back hugs at you, my friend. All <laughs> around. Hugs um, for Mobius. Yeah. Hugs for Loki. Hand hugs between the Lokis. Mm. Just all the hugs. Yeah. That was very nice. Heartwarming. <laughs> I think it's just called holding hands, but yeah, hand hugs work. No, yeah, it's hand hugs. <laughs> so, uh... Before we turn to Ashley's Corner, you mentioned yesterday Loving Journey to Mystery as the title of this episode. What is that? Or is it a reference? Yeah. What is it a reference to? I don't know. You mentioned it last night, and I was like, uh, I meant to ask you. I never did. Journey into Mystery is the comic that Thor debuted in. Oh, okay. Yeah. Interesting. I actually have a copy of, uh, of Journey into Mystery number 107. Which is the first appearance of the Grey Gargoyle. Hmm. I have a theory of how cool. the next episode, uh, something the next episode is going to gonna feature, but I'll save, I'll save it for the cast. Save. Um, <laughs> We're in the cast. <laughs> um. <laughs> That's now. I'll save it for after Ashley's Corner. Ashley, okay. let's turn to the Ashley Corner. What did you think of this episode? You weren't with us last night for the late night Loki. I know. What do um, you think? It was really fun. Like, it was a lot of fun. I didn't feel as stressed out as I did in the last one. Mm, <laughs> I was so stressed out last episode. Um, yeah. I felt very happy in this. I was so happy to see uh, Mobius. I didn't right. think so. I didn't think. And then they were like, everybody's there. And I guess we found out that their love was what caused the uh, the Nexus event, which was what I wanted it to be, which was cute. <laughs> I really did. It's so cute. It is very cute. Um, Did you have a, a a deep awe moment where you were like, aww? Yeah, the only person I could possibly allow him to fall in love with is a version of himself. I guess I can't really say much about that. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. It just fits <laughs> his so narcissism cute, so well. It's so good. But, oh, like one little part of me when he was doing that great speech, like, you know, I portrayed it, everybody, I'm, I'm not going to do it to you. I was like, mm-hmm. are you? <laughs> well, yeah, like, are you? You're kind of setting yourself up to do yeah, that with this like, speech ooh. guy. Yeah, this speech I made it. Know. Well, what I thought in that whole thing was like, I think he means it, but she's also a Loki, and like, will he like do everything for her? And in the end, will she be in a situation where she needs to betray him to fulfill her mission? You know, she even says yeah. like a couple episodes ago, never when it puts the mission at stake. You know, uh, mm-hmm. like she. Yeah, Uh-oh. I feel like I feel like that that was alluding to one of them still could betray the other one. I don't think they do it because just for the same old selfish reasons or for the same old like I'm a mischievous jerk reasons. But I think there could be a reason that they make the choice they make, you know, like to if for her bringing down the TVA or bringing down the timekeepers or whatever, like she would probably betray Loki for that, you know? Yeah, yes, yeah. they haven't. Besides being the same kind of person, they really haven't known each other that long. I don't know. That that yeah. whole part just made me very nervous. <laughs> well, here, here, here's the thing in itself. Like, she wants to bring the TVA down. Like, that's her, been her mission all along. And Loki, he sends back Mobius to burn it all down. But neither of them have anything against the TVA agents. It's like the organization and what it's happening. And what if she gets a chance to, like destroy the TVA, like kill them all, including Mobius. And that's been like her life's mission to destroy the TVA. But he's Mm -hmm. like, no, 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 that's too far. And they have have to like, there's, there's a tension there. There's definitely like, they would make different decisions in that moment, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be intense. So, oh God, I made a theory last night, uh, Ashley, that I, I want to include you on. And, um, I think you're going to like it. So we've, you know, we've heard that the timekeepers are doing this thing with the time stream, keeping it all together, that we find out that they're lying. And it's been like, it's obvious, right? We're accepting that the house at the end that we saw or the big mansion that, you know, the Hogwarts looking thing 
with like an anti-grav shuttle outside it looked like right yeah right like yeah. we're we're accepting that that's where kang is right obviously i don't know we're all too gun shy from a <laughs> is that what you guys really think that that kang's gonna be in there yeah so <gasps> obviously kang is gonna be in there but and we've you so know we've obviously. said that yeah we've said that <laughs> we've said i know that we've kang all been is, saying it but oh what if it's true we we've all we've all thought that it's it's been it's been posited that Kang is there controlling everything from his you know his perch like trying to get things to happen and unfold the way that he wants them to so that he you know maintains his kingdom or whatever but what if it's a prison i think it's a prison where he uh, is oh. and Eliath is the warden and guard dog keeping him in there and keeping other things uh, out. Uh, mm-hmm. And everything that gets thrown into uh, the void by being pruned is just food for the guard dog to keep him alive so that he can continue guarding the prisoner. Right. And so whoever the timekeepers are, are not like we've been saying that Kang is like who's controlling the timekeepers, but Jeff right. posited last night. And I think it's a pretty solid theory. I think that they they put him in that mm. space and then set up the TVA to kind of like, do this thing and it's now like a it's it's running itself it's on autopilot and they're just gone they're either dead or they like downloaded their brains into the the thing and then just left into the androids and then just booked it or something but they're not there anymore and i am thinking god i don't want it to be this with what you're (laughs) saying this just is adding on to it sylvie is going to want to try to take him down or try to free him. And Loki is going to see that like, he's going to realize that that's not what needs to happen because yeah, like he has been prisoned here after okay. all of those struggling they'd done against the TVA. They realized the reason the TVA was created was to hold on to a much worse monster. Mm. Like, hmm. and, and yeah, I could absolutely see them, coming at odds at that point. I just, I don't see them ending in like a happy, happy place, especially when you end in a happy place on the penultimate episode, then you're in trouble, you know, then you're in trouble. So she'll try to, she'll try to free him. Loki will betray her and stab her in the back to stop her. Oh, that's awful. To gold with the golden thing, and then or, Kang will still get away. Or the opposite, or Loki oh, will try to will like decide it. to will decide to keep the order that is there, keep the TVA in existence, keep the keep him behind the wall, and then uh, she'll stab she'll him. stab him, and then no. like, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I I don't like either of these. Not after the you jump, I jump moment. No, right? They're in love and they're happy. <laughs> <laughs> and it's forever, and it's going to be fine for the rest of eternity. Yeah, and sh- she likes Mobius. How cool would it be though if uh, Sylvie went on as a character who was like uh, Kang's right hand person, who we like really care about and like love and like really want to do good and want to break free, but like she is she's fighting for the same kind of freedom of the multiverse that Kang wants to fight for. And like, we go through a whole phase of the Marvel universe where they're like a team, you know, that'd be cool. I could that see would it. Be neat. It'd be fun. And, and and like, that, yeah. That's the, that's such a good way to hand the, the, the torch off mm-hmm. to a, like to a newer, younger actor who, you know, could Tom Hiddleston can do whatever he wants, you know, still be a Loki, on. still be doing, still be a Loki, still be doing things that the Avengers would have to fight but still someone we really care about and love like that would be fun, man. Oh man. And, and Sylvie was a villain against the young Avengers. Oh, that's cool. There you go. There we go. Young Avengers versus Sylvie confirmed for Ant-Man and the quantum mania, quantum mania and the quantum mania and the quantum maniacs. Yeah. We're the quantum maniacs. Uh, speaking of young Avengers, that little gangster Loki was awesome. He right. just like, oh, I killed Thor. I was like, what are you, 10? 
That's my. I was like, I like you. I don't like kids. I know I they like left you. a few of them alive, and I really want those Lokis. I want those Lokis. I want more of them all the time. Well, they were like, oh, we're going to stay here. I was like, why? Right? What? It's what awful mean? here. Why would you stay there? Oh, so you could do what you did at the end. Got it. <laughs> or we'll get you out later. Right. Well, yeah. It made sense for Richard E. Grant's character to do that. I oh, here's such a badass. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and say cool. my theory. I'm saying my theory now. Shoot your shot. Don't uh, throw it away. I was going to save it for after the Ashes Corner, but I'm doing it out because it makes sense right now. If <laughs> we don't time. get... The multiverse is going to be restored. Like, I feel very confident that the end of this story is going to be the multiverse restored. Whether that's Kang is freed and the multiverse is restored, somehow the multiverse is being freed from the TVA's reign. Like, that is the, that is the arc of this show. It's got to happen because we know where the MCU is going. Mm-hmm. Right. If we don't get little glimpses of what's happening in the multiverse, all of the possible worlds that are possible, and old man Loki approaching his old man Thor brother. No, come on! I need Aww. that. I need yeah. that so bad. It was cute. Of course, he would go go find his brother. Yeah, well, that's Ooh. what he, he was doing. He got removed from the timeline. Mm-hmm. Like all these timelines get restored, and then we he see glimpses lonely. of the life they could have had. Maybe all these variants still exist. But they also get restored to their original timelines, and Sylvie gets to grow up happy, and like be. We see Sylvie as a Valkyrie, and we see like all these oh. different characters doing things they could have done in their real lives. Yeah. Uh, and then we see Old Man Thor, Old Man Loki, approaching his brother to say good, like see him after years of absence. <laughs> I need it. I need it real bad. I need it now. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you put this need in my life? <laughs> you created a, this need. You created a hole in my soul for that scene. I was fine without <laughs> you. <laughs> I was perfectly fine with one of them killing each other. <laughs> okay, Ash, any other uh, Ashley's Corner moments you want to discuss? Renslayer, she's a liar. She might not know as much as I thought she did, but she's still a liar. She's even lying to Miss Minutes. Mm-hmm. She a lion, you know what? Oh, no, no, no. I, I don't agree. Like, I think Miss Minutes was lying with her, right? No, no, no. I know at that part, but she was still lying to Sylvie after she was pretending like she was on her side, and then she lied to Miss Minutes at the end. Oh, what did she say to Miss Minutes that was a lie at the end? When she was like, I want to know everything about the beginning of the Timekeepers, and she's like, oh, well, that's a big thing to get, and she's like, That's a tall order. Yeah, people are trying to kill them. I need to see it now, and she's like, oh, you're right, and then she kind of smiled. I was like, she's really good at lying. (laughs) She said, whoever created this... Or whoever created the TVA is in danger. I need to warn I, like, them. I need to. We warn have to them. protect them, or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. I need to warn them. She's like, I have to find them. Mm-hmm. That's that's possible. I I don't know. Like, I could absolutely see her actually going and trying to be on the side of whoever created this world. She's so deep. She's just not letting go of her like faith in the timekeepers, even though they're fake. You know. Well, uh, I don't think she's like. I think she just wants to know the truth for herself. And she's not on anybody's side right now, but her right. own. Well, that's, that's the thing that, um, that I'm seeing is like, if you think about it, she didn't get, um, she didn't get enchanted by Sylvie. Like mm-hmm. she didn't have her mind affected. She didn't have her mind open. So mm-hmm. she doesn't have those old memories of, you know, the life before all she knows is the TVA, mm-hmm. but what she knows of the TVA is different or like, what she has found out about the TVA is that they were lying to her. So now she wants to know the truth, but she doesn't have that like personal. I had a life. Yeah. She doesn't have the personal experience of I had a life before this, which is what B 15 has. And B 15 is like, why aren't you trying to tear this all down? And she's like, no, there has to be order here. Yeah. Well, I think you just, you may, you, you just, again, you just wrote another like great scene for this final episode, which I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if they're going to fill in. All these scenes that we like, but like <laughs> the the idea of like Renslayer Ravana is about to like you know do whatever she's gonna do. Like she's got she's got Sylvie on the ground. Like she's about to stab her through. She's about to save the save whoever the timekeepers are. And then Sylvie just shows her a glimpse of her life, and that frees her. You know, like that makes her go, oh. 
I yeah. really, I'm not going to follow this person. Like she goes yeah. B15 on him. Yeah, she goes B15. She's got to get her out of there, out yeah. of the TVA, or that can't happen, right? Yeah. Oh, that's right. Oh, that's right. She has to leave the TVA to see the see the enchantment. I didn't think about that. Yeah, makes sense. That that mm-hmm. makes even more sense now. Whoever's controlling time that n- may know about enchantments possible, like yeah, is not Rinsley not allowing anyone's magic. Hmm. Somewhere, Rinsley yeah. is going to show up at the at, at in the the end of time mansion. Right. Oh yeah. 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 She's never had a chance. They've never had a chance to enchant her. And she and now she's looking for a way out through Miss Minutes to know where to go. Like it makes a lot of sense that she would show up there and then get enchanted and know the know the truth. You know. Mm-hmm. Mm. Got there, guys. This is this is how they write things. They just bounce great ideas off of each other. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it, it, it's easy. That, like I can see this story ending in so many satisfying ways because mm-hmm. they have this rich world created. Like this episode was some of the richest. Like storytelling and background, like just even on the rewatch, like there's so many things in there that I still don't even know what they are. Like there's those big Easter Island looking <laughs> heads. Did you see those? They weren't, they didn't, they weren't shaped like Easter Island heads. They were just like weird things. Big stone heads sticking out of the ground. Like I was yeah, like, yeah, it was odd. What are those? <laughs> What was the little man? Did you see, like, when it was going down through the gravel, there was a little person, like, running back and forth. That was or whatever Throg. That was Throg. Oh. That was the Thor Frog. Yeah. The Mjolnir oh. was down there. I and couldn't Throg. pause it in time. I was like, just keep going. <laughs> Throg was a little, like, <laughs> frog in a jar jumping at Mjolnir, but he can't reach him. <laughs> That's really so funny. funny. So good. I like the one Thor who, or not Thor, the Loki who is like, I killed Captain America and Iron Man and I got all the Infinity Stones. <laughs> that was my Nexus event. I was like, damn. <laughs> <laughs> and they all they call him out for being a liar. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's alligator for growling and saying liar at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> I love, that's so God, good. I love, I love old man Loki so much. He's just like, he's the perfect amount of bitter. And like spiteful and hmm. just quippy and like he's all of the best emotions. <laughs> and he had the best magic. <laughs> oh, I love the moment where they say, uh, how is he doing this? And then and then he looks and says, I think we're more powerful than we know. Yeah. Which is wonderful yeah. for a character who we know is supposed to be dead according to the sacred timeline. And like, this is, this, this would be the end of their story. But now we know that this character that we already know is pretty powerful. He's been a big player in the Marvel scene. The Loki survive. Yeah, the it Loki survive. Well, it also makes sense to me that like, we talked about the power creep in the Marvel universe. Like all these new characters, uh, Wanda, uh, uh, Captain Marvel, um, all these characters that are just like God level powerful. You know what I mean? And it's like, you got, if Loki is going to continue to be a part of this world, it's kind of, he needs to like step it up. And now we know that he has power beyond what he even knows, you know, it kind of like, it gave me like Smallville season one vibes where, you know, mm-hmm. Superman has more power in him, you know, but yeah. you're like, he's, he, he barely has, he's just fast right now, but you know, he's going to yeah, earn like, them more power. You goes. can fly. Come on. Yeah. That's what I love. What they did with this is like, they laid the bricks there enough for us to be like, Hey, he can't do that and have full conversations about it mm-hmm. just for us to find out that, Oh, they're more powerful than they know. Yeah. Duh. It's a great line. <laughs> it's a great line. And then them connecting at the end and going like, you know, Power Ranger. What do they call the Power Rangers when they team up into one? Megazord. Yeah, Megazord Loki. Yeah. That cool. <laughs> <laughs> so, you got me. I, I'm sorry, my mind. What a weird place. Like Megazord Loki. I just like had them all on each other's shoulders, like <laughs> using using Kid Loki as a one fist and Alligator Loki as the other. Al- alligator Loki takes off the fist. Yeah. Yeah. No. No. That's the thing. The the old. Uh, the old Megazord, like, fired one of its fists, I believe. Oh, yeah. So, like, they could yeah. fire Alligator Loki. No, no, they don't, they don't fire Alligator Loki. He just belches a fist out. <laughs> Loki's fist. It makes sense. Loki's fist yeah. that he ate. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Do you guys think the alligator's lying? No, I don't think the alligator's lying. I think it's just a really goofy thing. Because Mobius so didn't remember. Goofy. He's like, I remember you. He's like, I remember an alligator. <laughs> I and like Mobius feels like one of us in that moment where he's just like, 
I don't know. I mean, he could be lying, but that would make him more of a Loki. Exactly. <laughs> it reminds me of the of <laughs> the whiteboard scene in WandaVision where they're like, they're they're yeah, being right. there's being the audience right now. They're having the conversations right? that we would exactly have on this podcast. It's just yep. <laughs> I feel so seen by these Disney Plus series. Yeah. This one's just so this good. this episode's so cinematic and wonderful. I just can't even say good, enough good things about it. Yeah. The gang of Lokis. And vote for President Loki's my favorite Loki. Oh, really? Why? He's just, he looked, I loved his outfit. I loved everything about him. His until swagger. he got his hand cut off and I was like, oh no. <laughs> he had You're, so much swagger. He had so much swagger. What? I love a, a lime green uh, vest on a guy. <laughs> I, also, I also love that they talk about the knife flipping a little bit. They talk yeah. about the value of knives or whatever. Oh, and they're like knives. They're they're just they're just useless or something. And Loki's like, what did he say? Yeah, like they it's look nothing really in the face of Loki magic or Loki sorcery. Yeah, yeah. And the guy was like, but they look so cool. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I love that. I love that they all agree with him. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah that's cool. fair. Fair point. Fair that's point. Fair point. He goes, yeah. blades. Magical potential. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah. Like, what are you gonna do? Go out there and go out there to Eliath and paper cut it to death. <laughs> paper cut that cloud to death. I think she says it's so good. Yep. Yep. Okay. Oh, it's great. Okay, <sighs> Ashley is gonna head to her uh, feedback cave because at this point we've basically talked about everything. So, like, give her a few minutes to round up some feedback while me and yeah. Jeff basically just stall for time, right? Oh no, I've got something for you. Ooh, you gotta get a got a hefty nugget. <laughs> I got I got something juicy for you. <laughs> okay, Ash. We'll, we'll see you in a few minutes, Ash. Okay. Get, in, okay when the music was it. was like real heavy in the beginning of the episode, and we're we're flying through the destroyed New York, and uh-huh. they pass by Avengers Tower. Like we see Avengers Tower go by on the on the right. Right. I didn't see it say Stark or Avengers right. on it. Agreed. It says, it has four letters on it. Ooh. Q-E-N-G. Kang Enterprises, Q-E-N-G, was the company that Stark Enterprise, or Stark Industries, sold Avengers Tower to when they, when they left that area. In, this is in the comics. Mm-hmm. And that, company is run by mr griffin mr griffin has the other alias or the the alter ego whatever nathaniel richards is his name he's a version of kang right the conqueror so kang industries is run by kang the conqueror is that with with a q kang industry with a q kang kang industries yeah q e n g and like wow it's right there. <laughs> like, ah, Dude, they're giving that's us, neat. They're giving us all these little nuggets of Kang. That's neat. I, I mean, we, we so many Kang nuggets. Uh, <laughs> are we going to commit to calling them that? Yeah, I think we are. I think we, <laughs> I think we just did, Ashley. You, you know, you left us yeah. alone for a moment. And we, we, we. This is what we, you get for going into your. Cage. We settled on Kang nuggets. <laughs> I didn't put me here. <laughs> had to prune you to your cave for a minute so you could get some, feed- <laughs> some feedback uh, Charles Harton called it he was like I'm surprised they don't call it your ash hole I was like um oh yeah he told that's me that's pretty that. funny that's, I thought that was funny you didn't uh, he, 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 you didn't include it in the feedback that I saw but yeah he said uh, he told me he's like I, I, I may have broken Ashley I told her that we you should call it her ash hole <laughs> oh it was uh, yeah it wasn't in the feedback Oh, God, it's so good. Pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good. <laughs> I'm fine with it. <laughs> Thank you, Charles. Thank you. But, okay, so. Okay, but that's a huge one. That's a really, because yeah. it's so subtle uh, that yep. it's, you know, being. It being goes right past letters. without you even thinking about it. Exactly, yeah. Interesting. So that would be after, so that would mean this little, I mean, well, now we know that this, this, this world, this part of the world has nothing mm-hmm. to. Also, actually, this is great, great idea because that supports our theory that the timekeepers who are throwing all this stuff, because this is not, this is not New York. This is, this is just a a void after time where they're dropping things that they have pruned. So that means one of the building was not supposed to be there. It got pruned. One of the things they pruned was a Kang Kang the Conqueror building. 
So that yes. means that you're 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 on to something here, buddy. I think oh. you're I think your uh, guard dog theory is pretty dang good. Oh yeah, man, I like it. I like it. I like, I it, like it a lot. It's really good. It's really good theory. Oh, it's so good. Oh, I'm Matt. I'm excited. I'm excited because this theory is so good. I'm like I'm back at Mephisto levels, right? <laughs> I'm back you, at Mephisto levels are. in Wandavision, like. You are. Mephisto's you, you, coming. You I are. still think Mephisto's coming, but now it's Kang that's coming too. Uh-huh. They're going to be holding hands just like Loki and <laughs> Sylvie were because they're best friends. <laughs> <laughs> what if they're both in the prison at the end of time? Because the timekeepers are like, ah, fuck Mephisto. Get him out of here. And they just have to hang out together. Yeah, it's just, that's the prison. Oh, that's the big house. Mm -hmm. He's like, good girl, get me out of here. Okay, so in in comics and in uh, Avengers Earth's Mightiest Heroes, Hank Pym creates a prison for super people. He calls it the big house, but it's a prison that has been shrunk down. And the super people get shrunk down with the Pym particles and put into their tiny little prison cells. Okay. So it, it's called the big house because it's it's really like um small. It's 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 the irony of it. You know, it's right. like calling the bodyguard yeah. tiny or whatever. I get it. So there's that. But this could be the big house because the quantum realm is what they used in Endgame to travel through time. And if they went forward in time, if Hank Pym found a way to go forward in time, and we know that Kang the Conqueror is coming in Quantumania. Yeah. Dude, I'm I'm on board. I like I, I think this is a great theory. Um I don't and it's not so it's not so based I mean there's definitely comics knowledge in there, but I really like the that it's just kind of the logic. The thing that brought you there is the logic of this thing they called the you know, dog or whatever that's eating everything. And the you're guard saying dog, yeah. you're saying it's a guard dog, not just uh like it's a guard dog for a prison, not just and that's oh. a that's a great theory, and it's like based on the text instead of just being like they said devil things. It's for sure Mephisto, which it might be still, but like, you know, th- this, yeah. this feels a lot more based in the actual show that we're talking about. So I'm, I'm loving the theory. Yeah. Yeah. So if this is the big house mm-hmm. and this is like the prison at the end of time, right. And Hank Pym finds a way to get there. And that's when we get quantum mania or whatever. What's another word for madness? Uh, mania? Mania. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. Quantum mania? Quantum mania, yeah. So, uh, okay. And that's basically so this- multiverse. And the quantum realm is like, seems to be the connection between the multiverse, as far as I can tell. Yep. So it's like, basically, the quantum realm is kind of the multi, like, kind of is the doorway to the multiverse. So quantum mania multiverse of madness like those are those those movies seem like they might go together just maybe yeah they they mesh so if this is the big house you know even if hank pym didn't make it we could have all kinds of old ancient uh enemies or you know just bad things in here in in this place like we could have mephisto Locked away, you know, the end of time. Kang could be locked away. Mm-hmm. Uh, we could have... Um, oh, God, I had yeah. another one in my brain. It's gone now. That's fair. It, it definitely could be, like, things that made it, you know, things that the timekeepers came across that they maybe couldn't destroy or they didn't trust to leave on the void. They sent to an even deeper recess of time that, like, they can't even get to or something. You know, like, yeah. we're really sending them to the prison past the end. Also... It's weird that they did whoever designed this timeline designed a timeline that they know for a fact is going to end. You know what I mean? Like they know yeah. all of time. <laughs> yeah. I mean, maybe it's inevitable. Maybe they just like it's, it's multiple millennia, but it's going to end here. But like at some point time just ends like it's everything is destroyed and becomes this crazy void. And then there's nothing past that. You know, it's kind of yeah. weird. It is a little bit weird, but you know, what can you do? I mean, I guess nothing. I guess they did all they could. Yeah, they they did everything that they could. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so that's that's my new uh my new Mephisto theory. This is how we get Mephisto. <sighs> He's not going to show up as a big bad yet, but there will be a prison break. Cool, cool. I hate it. 
He's gonna he's gonna be there's gonna be a little cameo, a little Easter egg. He's gonna be in a cell, th- and they're gonna pass right by him, and I'm gonna be like, ah! I, I said this last night. Did you see the red guy? I think the problem is that if Kang is re- in this, like if Kang is real, if that's coming, then like that's gonna be a cameo. You know what I mean? Like this, there's yeah. just not that much time left to do much with that. Uh, whoever is in that house, whoever's in that castle. They don't, there's not much time to do anything with that character. So whoever yep. it is, is going to be basically a stinger for the next big thing. Now, I think yep. the story that this show has to wrap up is what do they do? What, do, what to do about the TVA? And I know that Sylvie wants to destroy it. Like there's a sort of cool line. I really think we're onto something too with that, that whole discussion we had earlier. It's like they, they, there was a scene in the earlier episode where he says, you know, come with me. We can take over the TVA. And she's like, I don't want to take over the TVA. That's in episode two, you know, like that's yeah. like, that's like a, that's a, that's the statement of, that's their first statements to each other. Like, Hey, we could take control of this power. And she's like, no, I don't want control of that power. Like I, and, and, and the, the implication is I want to destroy it. And yep. like, I, th- I think that's going to be their struggle at the end. Like, I think that his affection for Mobius and his belief that these people aren't making this decision. They're being controlled by someone else. Like, I think, I think that may be the tension that we're going to see between them in the last episode. Yep. And that's what we have to resolve for this story to feel complete. What to do about the TVA? Who, who's going to win that fight? Loki or Loki? <laughs> well, Loki, Loki, obviously. Let me say Loki. I think it's Loki. I'm going to put uh, my know, money on Loki. <laughs> I'm going to have to sort of disagree with you there and uh i'm gonna call it loki <laughs> all right all right we'll, i say sylvie we'll see we'll see we'll see who wins you're breaking the game ashley <laughs> can't do that i make the rules <laughs> <laughs> okay so, so what uh, kind of feedback from the chat we got let's see let's let's bring let's bring back miss ashley and see what she collected you can come out now you're out of time out <laughs> yeah that's what it felt like this time no <laughs> <laughs> you took too long in your in your Ashley's corner. Now you got to go to the corner. Somebody put their narrative in my corner. No, <laughs> yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. <clears throat> Both of you. Uh, Art Breeze says, I think that after the discussion of not backstabbing her and Loki says he's not like that anymore is making us focus so much on Loki and the swerve will be Sylvie turning on him at the end. I agree. Mm-hmm. That's what I, I totally heard the same thing. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Commas. Yep. Um, Lee Waters says, as much as I love Kang, I just don't see what it would add narratively or thematically to this particular story. I also feel like a lot of the lore, it's a lot of lore to throw at an audience in the very last act of the series. I could be wrong, but I really don't see it being Kang. I think that I, well, I almost agree with him. I, no, no, I totally <laughs> agree with him. That we're not going to get much from Kang. I mean, that's what I just said. Mm-hmm. Like, we're not going to get much from Kang. If Kang appears at all, it's, it, it will, it will, Kang, Kang's appearance in this show, if it's him, if he is what's waiting for them at the edge of time, if he's imprisoned or if he's in control, he will be a thing that they unleash and it'll be like the Thanos moment at the end of Avengers where you see yeah. Thanos turn to the camera and smile. It's mm-hmm. his, he's going to have a post credits where he gets away and that's it. Yeah. Okay. I think that it's going to be like a thing where Ravana discovers that Ooh, the that's not bad. that it's a prison, and then she goes there to try to stop them, and she does stop them, and fight ensues. But the fight goes back to the TVA, hmm. and like they leave there, they think that, or like everybody thinks that you know Ravana got there in time, stopped Kang from getting out, whatever. They go back to the TVA, but. Kang does have a way to get out, you know, through some means, yeah. you know, whatever, whatever MacGuffin they need to throw in front of him on the ground or whatever. I think that, you know, uh, Faye said that this is going to have the biggest impact, you know, any show has ever had. It's going to like, dra- of any of the shows, and it's going to drastically change going forward. And like, I think that means that the multiverse happens. And I think yeah. one of the things that that means is probably Kang is unleashed. Even if it's not, even if he's not in a prison or whatever, even if that's not it, even if it's just that, like, the multiverse is unleashed, therefore now Kang can exist, because the whole idea behind Kang is that he keeps, like, 
going back and affecting the timeline in his own ways. So the TVA not existing anymore or the TVA changing their guidelines so that now the multiverse exists is what will allow Kang to be a thing. Okay. I, I really, (laughs) I really want to see Kang in one of those, um, like, uh, uh, like Anthony Hopkins in silence of the lambs sort of situations <laughs> like where he's just like locked up and can and just smiling at them All as they go like around. Classroom. Hello. Yeah. Pretty, pretty. Yeah. One of those little masks with the like, yeah, <laughs> he's got like, he's got a mask over, over his face and like, you see his eyes and he's just like, but he's, he's all chained up just like ton, too many chains, too many chains, like from him to the walls around him. Like, that's what I need. That's what I need to see. <laughs> a breaker of chains. <laughs> I went the rapper two chains with that. Like that's where my mind was trying to make a joke out of. Okay. Father of dragons. <laughs> um, CJ Hunt says, "Did y'all see the Thanos uh, copter?" Oh yes. Oh yes, yeah. we did. Yeah, we <laughs> so did. Fun. We talked so about that fun. last night. That was so fun. There's so <laughs> many little things. We talked about a lot of them last night. But like the helicarrier, there's a helicarrier in there. The dark aster from Guardians of the Galaxy is in there. Um, the, these big Easter Island looking heads are sticking out of the ground. So what do those mean? Um, I, I have no idea what those little geese thing are. Those purple. Oh yeah. Little birds. Birds. Whatever birds those were. Yeah. yeah. Those Very are weird. strange. Very uh, strange. There was a, um, barber shop with, when, 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 uh, when they're sitting and talking, they were sitting and talking at a barber shop and it said something cuts. And the something was like knocked off. It makes me wonder since they use the Polybius machine. Do you know about that, Ash? The Polybius mm-hmm. machine. They use this episode to like sprinkle in things that are like Mandela effects or whatever for people. Mm-hmm. And Polybius is like a game that never existed. That there's like urban legends about this game called Polybius that like okay. supposedly like some sort of suits would come in and examine the scores and stuff like back in the eighties. Okay. Like it, it, it's supposed to be like, like, I don't know, like the government was trying to see find kids who could solve it or something like that. Like it was like a weird urban legend and Polybius, as far as we understand, never existed. They can't find any actual records of Polybius. So a Polybius machine was in this, in, in this world, uh, like it's in the bowl, in the bowling alley, there's a Polybius. Machine. Yeah. And there's also <laughs> like, um, there's a boat, <laughs> <laughs> that was supposed to be a boat that was like disappearing and reappearing during the yeah. It's the Philadelphia experiment. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was the I ship know about that, that one. Yeah, that was the ship that that came down there. Yeah, that got it. That got it real fast. <laughs> oh, uh, Jess says in the chat. I believe they're called suburban fairy tales. That's right, suburban fairy tales. Thank you, <laughs> thank you, Jess. Um, <laughs> love you, three hundred. <laughs> I love all the mistakes that just become. Uh, become things okay uh waterfall angel says uh did i miss a car hula girl in fat west because now we have one in wandavision and loki huh i guess on the dashboards yeah uh i i'm guessing it was the sunny pizza car probably yeah it was that's like obviously uh callback to agents of shield (laughs) obviously (laughs) Yeah, for sure, for sure, totally. I think, I think there was one in in Fatwas. Uh, let me go to the part where I think it was. Hmm. Okay, well, you're looking there. that up. I I, yeah. I I was saying before, like I I keep looking at all these things, like that that barber shop that says something cuts, and it has like you can only see read like half a letter. I keep thinking those are all going to be urban legends or suburban fairy tales. Like I I keep thinking everything in there is going to be a suburban fairy tale, and like I just keep like digging through and finding and finding and i'm just like not you know i don't know enough about those things to like get it but there's also the ufo there's just all kinds of stuff and i just love i love Mm -hmm. that weirdness of it makes this episode so weird and fun and interesting to have that as a backdrop yeah i'm not seeing it i thought i thought i remembered it in uh the plane that sam uh broke into where batrock was there oh but it wasn't in there it wasn't in there Okay. What oh, else it was you in at? Sam's boat. It was in Sam's boat. That's right. The, okay. Oh yeah, there was right. Yeah. Well, there you go. There we go. 
Holy crap. Neat. <laughs> Everybody gets a hula girl. <laughs> so, uh, with the with the timeline being the way that it is from what we see on the show, like Agents of Shield could easily be one of the branch realities, right? That that, that was got pruned. started and pruned or whatever. Okay, so here's what I want to see out of the out of the final episode. I want to see Loki approaching old man Loki approaching old man Thor, and I want to see the Deke Squad playing Madison Square oh. Garden. <laughs> Yes, we need the Deke Squad so bad. <laughs> That's the branch of a branch of a branch. Yeah. Things ridiculous. All right, last one is from Infinite Kato, and it says, Imagine if Mobius is a version of Loki, which is why he's so manipulative. Did anybody throw out there that maybe it's Mobius? <laughs> maybe it's Mobius. What do you mean? I don't know. It just, like, what if, what if they get to the thing and it's, like, been him all along? It's been Just Mobius pulling the strings all along. And he knew everything that was like going on with Ravana, and he's been the one just kind of playing with her. It'd be interesting twist. I mean, it, <laughs> it fits the song, so mm-hmm. you know I can't discount it. Man, I, 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 I'm really curious about who Mobius is. Like, who is Mobius on the real timeline? I definitely who think was he's Mobius. He's a jet ski guy for sure. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Man, I just keep thinking about this scene of the multiverse being restored that they better include. Because now I'm just like, I want to see C20 having drinks with her friends. I want to, like, <laughs> I want to see him on a jet ski. I want to see Loki meeting old man Thor. I want to see, like, all these people. Uh, the, the perfect, like, that scene and me thinking about it, I'm getting chills thinking about that scene that doesn't exist yet. And, like, I'm like, that would be a reason to make this show. Like, the reason you have all these variants and you have them all kind of expressing themselves throughout the series is because in the end, oh. when the multiverse is restored, it, you know, we always talk about Daredevil, how it made the world feel lived in because you met the actual people on the street. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This would be meeting members of the multiverse throughout this series so that when it ends and the multiverse is restored... We all really celebrate in our hearts because like, oh, the multiverse can be the multiverse and these people can finally live the lives they were meant to have. Like that's, this is, that's why they're doing it. It has to be. Mm -hmm. And if they're not, they're screwing up. (laughs) That's too pretty of a bow for me. No, it's perfect. Well, it doesn't end there. Like the worlds keep going, but, but they're all still themselves. So that's the thing is like the, the. The sadness, the sort of tragic beauty of it is they're looking at the multiverse and seeing themselves with lives fulfilled, but they're still the versions of themselves. Like Mobius Mm -hmm. looks out and sees himself on a jet ski and he gets Mm -hmm. the joy of that, but still has to be Mobius. Like he still is the guy. Like they have to sacrifice themselves because this is the version that that the branch that they're on had to be created okay, to make the rest of those better. branches right. happen. Right, that's right. a little darker. I like that. They can look at this beautiful multiverse created, but still be themselves. I, I love it. Oh, Matt, the sun will shine again on us, brother. Mm. Oh, he said it. And, and when, if he approaches old man Thor, better and be old sunshine man Thor says that to him. Uh, uh, even if just like, uh, even if just like they hug and, and while they're hugging, like sun, like is it, they're they're backlit and sun is peeking out around them, like that would be Matt. effing beautiful. Because in that version, he absolutely still could have said that because he still like walked over and pretended to stab Thanos or whatever, or yeah, hung out with like projected. That, he projected it right, so that mm-hmm. could still he still could have said that to him, and this could still be a Thor waiting for that moment his whole life, you know. I love that he said that because I mean I don't know about you guys, but I was like, why aren't you using your magic right now? <laughs> yeah. Of all the times to use your magic, Loki, at least do something. No, mm-hmm. we're really gonna stab it. Okay, that didn't seem char- characteristic of you, but okay. Well, they said this. <laughs> they said this episode like the knives like truncate Loki's power. Like, yeah, but they're so fun, and like Loki sees now the power he could have mm-hmm. with with old man Loki, and it's like, yeah, I want to see more of that. Oh, me too. I'm. If we get that scene, I'm gonna ugly cry. Like that's all there yeah. is to it. Yeah, me too. It's gonna be real good. <laughs> oh. And Jess, Jess is is reflecting my thoughts in the chat. She says, "Marvel cut the check. MCU cast has this whole thing written for you." <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I think that's a good note to end on. Like this is this has been a really. It's been a great session, guys. It's been, <laughs> it's been a great se- therapy session, writing session, all that stuff. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was good. It was good. 
Um, yeah, cool. Well, anything uh, you guys want to throw out before we shut her down? This would be a perfect time to give us Beta Ray Bill. Oh, really? Why Beta Ray Bill? Because multiverse. They've been teasing Beta Ray Bill's uh, people for you know a while since what Guardians. There was the skeleton that right. Um, was he? Is he part of the multiverse? Yeah. Well, I mean, or is he just like a, from a different planet? I always just thought he was from a different planet. He people. is technically from a different planet, but like we saw his face on Sakaar. Mm-hmm. So, like, mm-hmm. it seems like one of those things that maybe uh, the TVA might prune because Thor's supposed to have Mjolnir, and like that's what makes Beta Ray Bill so cool is that he picked up Mjolnir and was like, "Oh shit, okay, this this guy's worthy." So uh, let's stop fighting right now and um, uh, let's talk it out. And Odin's like, well, we got to make you a hammer since, you know, you can't have Mjolnir. That's my, <laughs> that's my son's hammer, mm-hmm. but we'll make you, we'll make you another one. And his was called Stormbreaker, but Stormbreaker's already in the verse. Right. So we mm-hmm. need it to be part of the multiverse. And doesn't seem to require uh-huh. you to be worthy. It's just an act, right? Right, mm-hmm. right. I, but the thing is like, now that we have the multiverse, I agree with you that Beta Ray Bill could show up. And you're right that like that that's important for the Mjolnir of it all because our version of Mjolnir has been destroyed unless they're going to recreate it and some reforge it. Um, but there at, at this point there's literally just Mjolnirs hanging out in dirt piles. So like, right? Go well, get one. pick up a Mjolnir yeah. from anywhere. What if Loki brought Mjolnir back? Just go bring a bag of them back. It's like a grab bag of Mjolnirs out there. You get a Mjolnir and you get a Mjolnir. <laughs> well, when when in the comics when. Odin created Mjolnir, um, or when he when he created the metal. Sorry, when he enchanted the metal that would eventually become Mjolnir, it was because there was a cosmic storm, a sentient cosmic storm, a living tempest, as as they said in this episode, that he that Odin like compressed and. And like funneled into this and trapped into this into this block of Uru. Mm-hmm. So Mjolnir is actually sentient. Um, and that's making me think that maybe they could reforge Mjolnir by trapping this living tempest in the you know, and using it to, to huh. forge the new Mjolnir. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. And because know like it was because Mjolnir is sentient that it chose uh, Jane Foster instead of Odin's son. When she became the new Thor. Okay. Hmm. All right. Huh. Well, I'm looking forward to all that. Uh, I, I, I definitely think Beta Ray Cabell could come from the regular timeline, but like he, yeah, but now that there could be millionaires just hanging out now. So that's good. Yeah. Um, okay. So just, uh, I, I dropped a song yesterday on the podcast. I don't feel like I gave it, told you guys anything about myself. Cause I know a lot of you guys are fairly new to the podcast. We had a lot more listeners now since all these new shows. Uh, I do music. <laughs> I have a band called The Garage, uh, where I write songs about geeky things. And uh, yesterday I dropped a song, and I'm trying to do a song for every one of Black Widow's appearances and make an album based on that. So yesterday I did Iron Man 2. I'm, uh, today I'm going to drop a song at the end of the podcast here that is uh, based on Avengers and uh, my favorite scene uh, from Black Widow and Avengers. As I mentioned yesterday, these are demos. Uh, I, I, I'm doing them in whatever form I can get them to you guys because I wanted to, to uh, share them with the podcast audience uh, close to the time Black Widow's dropping. Uh, but I'm going to go on to make full versions of them with full band and drums and bass and guitar and all that good stuff. Uh, so yesterday's was like an early version of that rap song, and this... I just played it acoustic. So it's just me playing the song acoustic, but it's kind of a punk song. At least that's the vision for it. So use your imagination a little bit. But if you want to follow like the full journey of the songs, cause that's kind of since I'm, since I'm going to go ahead and introduce them to you guys, I'm going to continue to make Matthew Carroll podcast episodes. Uh, where I'm going to be working, this, workshopping this album, working through it, making it, making changes. So it's kind of like, the Matthew Carroll podcast is going to become sort of, instead of looking back at an album I've made, it's going to kind of become a look at actively making an album. Like, you guys hear the songs. These are the songs. These are the seven or eight songs. What do I do next? What's the next step? What do I do then? Then grab the drums, grab the bass, grab the guitars. Like, see how things are added and see how a song is sort of comes through from beginning where it's just an acoustic song on a guitar to full band. And I've also been 
live streaming on Twitch, some of those things too. So anyway, my first double album, uh, which is actually based on Star Trek episodes is, um, already up for pre-sale. I'm getting those CDs tomorrow. It has been such a long road to get those CDs. Wow. It, I, like literally be where I worked on them for like almost a year and a half now or over, over, over almost two years now. And like, it's a, they're coming tomorrow, supposedly according to UPS, but we'll see. Um, exciting. very excited. All the people who supported it on the Indiegogo be awesome. If, um, and if you want to get in with the people who did with the Indiegogo and you'd like, you can pre-order them at strandedpanda.com. Just click on the Panda store and you can pre-order that and a t-shirt and, uh, Get yourself, get yourself some the garage swag. If you like the music that I'm dropping right here, this song is called. Tr- oh, and it uh, the re- reason I wanted to drop it today was it's called Trickster God. Little reference to the Loki that we're watching right now. So, peace. Not until next time, true believers. Bye. You think you have power over me You think that I'm nothing But I've heard that before I've heard that before You spit rage at me Your words drip with cruelty But I've heard that too that too You're a trickster god But you can't see you've met your match You know power from all nine realms But I know cool men I'll watch close to see where you're weak And you'll fall I've done this before I've done this before Cause I can see what you don't know You hide Your flaw, it's right there in your pride Next comes the fall Next comes the fall You're a trickster god But you can't see you at your match no power from all nine realms, but I know cruel men. I'll show you tears if that's what it takes. I'll trade my power for these words that you waste. Yes, tell me the terrors that you'll show to me. And I'll just wait for that face when you see you've been beat. You're a trickster god, but you can't see you met your match. No power from all nine realms, but I know cruel men. You're a trickster god, but you can't see you met your match. You know power from all nine realms, but I know. Yes, I know. I know. I know cruel men. Thank you for joining us for the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. Available everywhere you get podcasts, and now a video version streaming live on twitch.tv slash strandedpandatv and available at youtube.com slash strandedpanda. And if you'd like to learn more about all of our other podcasts, geeky projects, and ways to support the network, visit strandedpanda.com.